Fontana rolling out the right, looking toward the end zone, throwing under pressure, throws his pass. Caught by Clark. Clark got a touchdown. Troy Clark has it. It's a touchdown for the 49ers. You're now listening to the 4th and Gold Podcast with Javi and Matt. Welcome to the 4th and Gold Podcast. We are back with the game review. The 49ers do win 31-17 over Tampa Bay. Uh, It is good to get a road win. I was biting my nails there at one point. But Matt, how you feeling? Niners did pull it out. Um, looks like the big money they spent on the edge rush has paid off. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be sweating like this in week one. Like, come on. They, they, they should have blown out Tampa Bay today. And I don't think there's any question about that. They were clearly the better football team on the field. But the issue was they were just sloppy. And we'll, and we'll get mm-hmm. way into that. Um, but as it stands right now, I feel all right. I feel pretty good. It's a win. Start the season off with a win. It was sloppy, but I'll take it. Yeah, it's better to um, correct your mistakes after a win than after a loss. That's that's a that's a plus going into um, next week's game against Cincinnati. Uh, you can find the Fourth and Gold podcast on all podcast platforms: Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, uh, wherever co- podcasts are found, or follow the podcast on Twitter at Fourth and Gold Podcast. Um, the Forty ers did pull it out. A lot of sloppy play from both sides of the ball. Um, penalties were a big one, as expected. Uh, Jimmy was a little rusty, as I kind of expected. Um, and then the running game was hit and miss all day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to reiterate this. The Niners need to get a guard. They need a guard and they need one bad. Um, what did you, what were your takeaways from this game? Yeah, it, it's the, the biggest takeaway for me is they just need to throw the ball to George Kittle every play. Cause it seems like whenever they targeted him, it was successful. And then whenever they did anything else, it was a crap shoot on whether it was going to work or not. The run game could not get going. I mean, when Raheem Mostert is your is your leading rusher at forty yards, it's not what you expect. You know, there's a lot of money invested in this in this backfield, and you know, obviously, we know we're not going to see McKinnon this year and probably ever in a 49ers uniform. But Breda and 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 Coleman before he went down with his ankle injury, they just didn't look that good. And I I, I don't know what Breda. You know, his game it seems like it works best when he's doing. Outside zone runs, and it looks like they were just trying to force force feed him up the middle. Um, he got a couple good runs, but even when somebody had a really good run, it was usually called back for a penalty. So, yeah, it it was it was tough to watch. The offense was hard to watch today, and that's the exact opposite of what I thought it was going to be. So I thought yeah. we were going to see an offense that was that was humming, and then I thought we were going to see a defense that was struggling, and it was the exact opposite. Yeah, you know you got to you got to give it to Tampa Bay though. Uh, Todd Bowles is known for his defense. The the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Defensive line played their ass off. They played pretty well. Carl Nassib was getting on my damn nerves, and, and Dominican <laughs> Sue was getting on my nerves all game. So you got to give them some credit there. I think the Niners' run game will get it going. I don't I don't see why they wouldn't. Uh, Raheem Mostert um, basically was a closer at the end of the game mm-hmm. um, for us. Uh, 
Unfortunate news, though, Kyle Shanahan did just say he is concerned about Tevin Coleman's ankle injury. That is something to watch throughout the week, especially going into Cincinnati. Um, mm-hmm. But good thing they do have running back depth, and there is a guy on practice squad if they need to. Um, but hopefully nothing serious with Tevin Coleman with the ankle injury. Um, but I, in my personal preference, I'd rather have Breida running the ball. And the way Mer- uh, Raheem ran it, uh, I would not be opposed to that either. Mm-hmm. Um we talked about this last week. Would the Niners exceed their interception total push or not exceed their interception total? And they exceeded that with two pick sixes, one from Richard Sherman, one from Mikella Witherspoon, and then mm-hmm. an interception f- by Mark Nazacha. Um, it's about fucking time. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it absolutely is. Um, you, you know, I said push. I thought they were going to get two out of Winston. I didn't. I, I kind of forgot that Winston panics when he gets when he gets pressure in his face, and, and that last interception he threw to Akella Witherspoon was just a panic throw. And it looks like they were semi trying to set up some sort of screen, and he just airmailed the running back, and, and Akello just. I mean, I think Rondé Barber said it best, and I, he was actually a decent a decent guy calling the game, and he said that when the offense gifts you one, you got to take it. Um, yeah. And there's actually also two other interceptions that were left on the field today. Yeah, and yeah. we had Quan Alexander who dropped one in the first quarter. That was the easy six points, and then on the fourth and goal um, attempt by the by the Buccaneers, uh, Tervarius Moore dropped one. And the way he was angling and with his speed, that was probably a house call, hundred yard house call. So as good as it was to see some of the interceptions, we saw some left on the field. And if this team wants to take the next step, they got to start, you know, making those plays. They got to start closing, and. But it was nice to see. It was nice to see interceptions. It was nice to see, um, uh, what's that thing called? Uh, a pass rush. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. Um, the defense overall was was fun to watch, except when they were making Ronald Jones look like he's actually kind of good. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, Ronald, he was good at USC, you know. Um, and Bruce Arians, you know, he does like to establish the run game. I think the Niners' defense was gassed. They're rotating guys pretty pretty well and you know when, mm-hmm. another guy that stepped up big when you needed him to uh was DeForest Buckner Rondé Barber mentioned he's like we haven't seen yeah. him all game and then he comes up with a big big stop um to help you know help the Niners close out that series um you know the good for the Niners it's a it's a win on the road they haven't done that in their last 12 attempts on the east coast so they've been 0-12 since the last game I attended on the east coast which was the Giants game uh where Eli threw five picks Chris Borland had two of them and that was the big, uh, big uh, slant, pay, slant, slant touchdown from Cap to uh, Crabtree. I was at that game. That was the last time they won on the road on the East Coast. So it's a, that's important. It's a big deal. Um, getting a road win is important for this Kyle Shanahan regime, mm-hmm. and of course Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, the other, the other good, you know, we you just mentioned it, Akello and Sherm and the interceptions. That's good. And then I really, I really liked Fred Warner today. Um, Mm-hmm. I thought he played well since Quan was out. He was attacking the ball, constantly trying to punch the ball out. Um, he forced a fumble. I, I thought he played great, and you know he was he was my uh, player to watch, or you know under underrated, most underrated player last year. And I hope he uh, continues this upward trend going into uh, this season and carrying it all the way through. Yeah, speaking of the linebackers, uh, Quan Alexander ejected in in the first half. Bullshit um, call. I whew, I agree. I'm I'm jumping right into that man because that was <laughs> that was bad. That was really bad. Um, basically, what happened is is James Winston didn't slide. 
James no. Winston was, was running and did this kind of like give up motion, but it wasn't a full out slide. Like we saw Jimmy Garoppolo slide a couple of times today. James Winston does this thing where he kind of just flops on the ground and he goes like feet first and, yeah. and, and they treat it as if it's a slide. And Quan Alexander was already like well into his tackling motion when, when Winston gave himself up. Um, the NFL, you know, if they're going to make pass interference uh, reviewable, they got to make this reviewable too. They got to look at it and be like, hey, was the linebacker already making his move, you know, before, or the, the linebacker safety defender, whoever it is, were they already like in their tackle motion when the quarterback decided, oh, I'm going to give up now? Um, Eric Crocker did a really good breakdown on this, uh, this sort of play a while ago um, on Twitter. It's a really good thread. And basically, it's how quarterbacks are to blame for a lot of these hits and it's just yeah the way they the way they slide the way they don't slide they wait they wait for so long and i think this is a situation where that happened and this could have been really bad for the 49ers just because a this could be looking at a suspension for quan alexander which would not be great because these no. helmet to helmet hits they, they take them very seriously and, and secondly the defense was very different once quan alexander went out um they were not nearly as good at stopping the run as they were when he was in and that's not good. It's not good. So it's nice to have Quan Alexander. It's nice to have him run next to Fred Warner. I thought when they were on the field together, it was it, it was very nice to watch. It was it was it was like a like a B like a a B version of Willis and Bowman, where you see the two linebackers just working in tandem. Obviously, not quite to that level. Um, it, but the NFL's got to figure something out with this because they can't be ejecting guys that could just cost a team. A game when you only have sixteen of them to play. Yeah, and, you know so they, that's they're my, trying that's to rant on that. <laughs> well, I mean it's it's um, yeah. Did he did he hit him? With, did he leave with his head? Yes. Was Jameis going down, kind of sliding, kind of going head first? It was like it wasn't, you know, significant. And it's um, I know we're trying to protect players, but the the NFL is so offensive or offensive oriented um, that it's to the detriment of the defense. You know, you had. Penalty calls on Sherm, you know, ticky tack calls, and you had the thing with Quan, and then even the one with Mostert, I didn't think was a big deal where Mostert mm-hmm. got hit. You know, I, I this is that's, you got to be unbiased in these things, and Mostert, you know, they both initiated contact with their heads. Like you're you're hindering the defense's ability to play the game, and it's you know it's getting old, it's getting annoying, um, but yeah, I don't know. You know, um, the other good. Let's. I guess we can talk about it. Uh, D. Ford, Nick Bosa came up big when they needed it. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Bosa had three tackles, one sack, two, B, two QB hits, one tackle for loss. Uh, D. Ford, one tackle, one sack, one forced fumble. Um, that is important. The pass rush was key. Um, it allowed the secondary to play a little bit more free, a little bit more aggressive. You saw that from Akella Witherspoon and Richard Sherman. And then Tavarius Moore um, with his, you know, press pass breakup. Um, this is important. And if Nick Bosa and D four can stay healthy the whole year, um, I feel sorry for left and right tackles because yep. Bosa was beating each tackle like a drum all game. Um, he was destroying guards when he had to go inside next to Buckner. Um, even Solomon Thomas looked rather rather good against the, you know, in, in pass rush situations. Um, mm-hmm. The defense. I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago. The defense is going to have to carry this team early on, um, mm-hmm. and I and I expected that. I didn't expect Jimmy to look that that rusty, um, but if the defense can carry the team like this, um, the Niners should be in good shape. 
yeah, Nick Bosa is everything. He's every, he's as much, I'm trying to figure out how this is. He's exactly what we thought he was. You know, get Denny, get Denny Green up here. He is who we thought he is. Um, he's every, every bit is advertised from the draft. Everybody's talking, oh, you know, he, is he going to be worth it? Is he going to be worth it? He hasn't played. He hasn't played. Well, now we saw him play. And we saw yeah. him play really damn well. And it was awesome to see because he was on a he was on a pitch count tonight um, this afternoon. It was very clear that they were they were holding him back and had an X number of snaps they were going to play him today. Um, but he made the most out of those snaps, and him and D Ford just collapsing the pocket from the back was 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 very nice to see. Winston was uncomfortable the whole game. Yes. Um, something they both need to clean up. Uh, both D Ford and Nick Bosa left a left a sack on the field. Um, yeah, they did. Where, where they had the quarterback dead to rights, and they didn't finish. A couple. So you got to finish. You got to finish. But it's nice to see them at least get in a situation where where we have a quarterback dead to rights, where, where the 49ers do have that, because that's something that we, we just haven't seen for a long time. Um, but, yeah, I, the, the pass rush was it was, was so good today. And I, yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be even better next week against the Bengals. Um, you know, the Bengals gave, gave the Seahawks a run for their money today. But, yeah. man, the 49ers defensive line is much better. And I think if they can get to Andy Dalton, they'll be they'll be, they'll be be sitting pretty, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I um, think I think so, too. The Seahawks, they didn't – I saw part of the game. I was flipping back and forth. Um, I tell you what, Russ, Russell Wilson, man, I tell you, Jesus Christ. Um, but, yeah, I think, that the, I think the Niners, you know, they should be favored in the, in the game coming up this week. Um, and it looks like every team in the NFC West is going to win this week. I'm monitoring the Cardinals and Lions game as we're talking. It's 27-24. Cardinals Lions have the ball in overtime. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of half watching that guy game too. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know the Rams took care of business against Carolina. That one was out of hand, and then it got real close at the end. Uh, the, the big thing to take away from that is Gurley didn't get many touches. I think he only had yeah, seven touches the whole game. Um, so I think that needs a little bit more of an issue than, than most people think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like we said, Seattle pulled it out against Cincinnati. So right now the 49ers are 1-0, tied for the for first place in the division. Yeah. Um, so let's, 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 go into some, let's, let's, let's go into some of the negative stuff real fast. Yeah, I know we've definitely. Been we have positive. to. Um, so we really got to dive into this. And, and the first thing I want to touch on is the penalties, and this team is a penalty factory. And yeah. It seemed like every time they had some sort of successful play, um, it just didn't. It, it got called back for a yeah. holding for an illegal formation, which is so infuriating. Illegal formations, illegal shifts, stuff like that. That's that's day one stuff. Um, and then like like Jimmy scrambled, which I was whole. I was holding my breath <laughs> the entire time he scrambled. Um, he picks up like sixteen yards, and it was awesome. And then you just see the look on his face when he realized there was a holding penalty. I think that was on uh, McGlinchey on that play. But, man, they got to clean that up because it just seems to this point that this is just who they are. They are going to be a team that has a ton of penalties week in and week out. And I don't know if that's that's the way Shanahan runs things. I don't know if that's just ticky-tack stuff. But that's what it is. And, and moving forward, that's my expectation for this team is they're just a ton of penalties moving forward. Yeah, the penalties got to be cleaned up. The the biggest one, I think, I the one that worried me with the most was the one with Jimmy Scramble. He got the 15, 16 yards um, on that third down. And, you know, you give the ball back, and Mitch, you know, he punted well except for that one punt that need, that we needed 
Um, and, you know, they, the Bucks are on a short field and they, they get back down to, you know, the one. And then, of course, Tavares more breaks up the pass. But the penalties are, are big. You know, I was calling him, like, offsides. You know, here comes, you know, Solomon Thomas was offsides uh, late in the game. And I'm like, what mm-hmm. the hell is going on? Uh, the illegal formation um, with McGlinchey. That one, I, I sometimes I understand it, sometimes I don't. He was like not lined up on the line of scrimmage or covering the ball or something. Um, but you know, yeah, you they said clean he was, they he was too far in the backfield, too far. Yeah, in the backfield. I'm like, yeah, that shit like that, you got to clean up, and you know, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Um, you know, 87 yards on 11 penalties. The Bucks had 87 yards on eight penalties, so we were penalized three more times. There was a lot of penalties at one point in the game. It just got annoying. It was like, okay, like let's go. Let's keep, let's hurry this shit up. And then the, <laughs> you know, it's, um, and, you know, my, my bad would be the offensive line. I thought the offensive line played poorly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the interior offensive line was pretty bad. Um, and I, I guess Lakin played okay, but Richburg and, and um, Person didn't look very good today. Uh, I'm going to have to watch the, uh, the Game Pass stuff after this and mm-hmm. check it out. But they didn't look very good to me. And Sue was having a field day. And then Carl Nassib, like I said, was having a field day in the backfield. Uh, you gotta, if you're going to win games, you've got to protect your quarterback, and you have to be able to run the ball to set up the play action. We saw what the running game was doing, and if Jimmy hits Goodwin or if Goodwin makes that catch, you know, that's an easy that's, – that's a touchdown. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, the game's not as close as it, as it should have been or as it was at the time. Um, the offensive line needs improvement, and I hope and I pray John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan listen to this podcast. There's a guy out there. Stefan Wisnowski, he's still around. Just bring him in for a visit. Just to appease me, please. We need a guard on this team. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we saw a glimpse of what the offense can be, and that's when they ran four consecutive runs. They got three first downs out of them. They run a play action, and, and the whole, the entirety of the Tampa Bay defense bit on the play action. Yeah. And they're all moving left, and Jimmy's rolling right all by his lonesome. Um, and you're right. He has to hit Goodwin on that. Uh, I think that's a 50, 50, uh, fault there. Like the pass should be a little bit better, but if you're an NFL receiver and you're wearing those gloves that they wear and you get your hands on the ball, you got to catch it. Um, I think the yeah. same thing for the pass that went through Kendrick Bourne's hands again, a little bit behind and a little bit high, but it's a catch you got to make. Um, yeah. uh, speaking of receivers, Richie James, Proved he can, do Rich, he can do Richie James things. And again, I've been saying this whole time. If I'm wrong, I will admit that I am wrong. I was wrong about Richie James. He has shown enough to change my mind. Um, that, that route he ran where he just lulled the guy to sleep and then just torched him, uh, it was beautiful. And it was, it was a great play design too because you had, uh, I believe it was Breda that was running an, uh, an in-cutting route um, and, and cleared cleared it up. So he was the only one down there. Um, you know, Jimmy made a great throw, great catch. Walked in the end zone, easy day. Um, but other than that, the receivers, like we saw a little bit from Debo. You know, he fumbled uh, obviously right before yeah. halftime. Uh, Dante Pettis, I think, only had one catch, I believe. We, as he maybe had one snap. I don't know what the hell's going on there. Yeah, so I think the the whole is, you know, is is Dante Pettis. <laughs> he only had one target. He was targeted once yeah. for seven yards. So so maybe that whole. The team's not super high on him anymore. Maybe that's a, maybe that's a real thing, um, but the the receivers. I mean, it, it, George Kittle had eight catches, and then Debo with three was the second most. So they really got to figure out how to get that offense moving. And yeah, play and playing better. 
Um, and, you know, that, that goes to, that, it's all connected. You know, you can't run the ball. You can't um, protect your quarterback. You're going you're gonna to have to dink and dunk and uh, getting Kittle as a possession receiver basically late in the game and early on. You know, two touchdowns for Kittle were called back, you know, on holding mm-hmm. penalties. So, you know, those... Mm-hmm. This this game was not as close as it, as it looked, in my opinion. Um, I thought the Niners were the better team, but um, this, I don't know what's going on with Dante Pettis. Yeah, I don't know either, and, and I really think they got to get that figured out. Um, so just to keep everybody updated, although you're already going to know what happened, but Detroit just tied it up in Arizona. So Jesus. there's a decent chance that we're looking at a tie in week one, baby. Because <laughs> there's only three minutes and 48 seconds on the clock, so if they tie, that's going to be hilarious. That's going to be such a funny way for Cliff Kingsbury to start off his his tenure in Arizona. Um, but now I think we can move on to to the play of the game and the player of the game. Um, so I'll let you go ahead and lead it off, and, and you and, you know let us know what what was your play of the game, and then who was your player of the game. Um, play of the game. It goes to the defense, and that was uh, DeForest Buckner uh, bottling up Ronald Jones late in the game uh, when we needed to stop and we mm-hmm. needed to, you know, slow down that run game. Uh, DeForest beat the brakes off the guard and the center, gets in the backfield, pushes Ronald Jones back. Um, you know, we didn't see very much at DeForest, but that's fine. You know, when you're getting edge pressure from your other guys, um, you know, it, it's all working in, in, in unison there. So that was my play of the game for me. I thought it was a big momentum swing for the Niners. And then <clears throat> player of the game is a guy I've been defending for over a year, um, Akella Witherspoon. Not only, he had two pass breakups and he had the pick six. He was solid in coverage all game. You know, we've, we've been down this road. We've, we've said it. Akella was a good player. You know, he just has, you know, this is what happens when you play alongside Richard Sherman, a guy like that, you're going to be targeted more. So mm-hmm. the 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 ability for more penalties and more yards against you are going to happen because they're targeting your side of the ball. But if you can shut down your side of the ball and Richard can shut it down his, then you have a solid cornerback uh, tandem. And I thought Akello played very well today, did fairly well against Mike Evans, even though Mike was sick, you know, be, say what you want about that. But um, I thought Akello played his ass off. And the pick six, that's a confidence builder for a guy like Akello. Mm-hmm. You um you get him an interception, even if it was an interception, that's a confidence builder. But a pick six to close out a game, that's a confidence builder going into next week against Cincinnati. Um, I, I only see good things going forward for Akello. So my player of the game was Akello. Play of the game was the DeForest Buckner tackle for loss late. All right. Uh, so I'll start with the play. Uh, the play of the game for me was uh, Richard Sherman's pick six. Uh, I thought that was that was huge because you're talking about it being a confidence builder for for Akello. Um, Richard Sherman didn't have an interception for 16 consecutive games. That's a long time for Richard Sherman to not have an interception. Um, so I think that's going to go a long way in helping him out too. Plus, it, it came right off the the Richie James touchdown. Um, it, it put him up by by 13 points. It, I think it set the tone for the second half. We had a little bit of a backslide there towards the end where it got way closer than I wanted it to be. Um, but but giving them at least a cushion of 13 points uh, made me breathe easier. I don't know about you. I, mean, I was breathing much easier after <laughs> yeah, Richard Sherman yeah, yeah. scored a touchdown. Um, I was breathing he's got to hold on to the football, man. He, he made me nervous there for a second when he 
looks like he dropped the football crossing the crossing the goal line. Um, but uh, it, no, and then my play, my player of the game uh, goes to Mark and Zacha. And it's he he blocks Bradley Pinion's punt, 49ers legend Bradley Pinion. He blocks the punt in the first on the first, the first defensive possession. You know they for, they force the Bucks to punt. He blocks it. It sets the tone for for the physicality and what the what the 49ers wanted to do on the special teams and and the defensive side of the ball. Um, OJ Howard for reasons still unknown pops the ball up in the air uh, and Zach comes down with it for the first interception of the of the season for the 49ers. Um, you know, you love to see it. Um, and then he Definitely. also filled in for, for Quan Alexander pretty well. I, you can't expect that guy to go in and play at Quan's level, but he wasn't noticeably bad and put it that way. And, yeah. And that's, I think that's a big win for him. So I think him hit his, his block punt, his interception, and then, and then stepping up for when Quan was ejected is, is huge. Um, I think Definitely adds value to, his, to him. Exactly. I think that's exactly what you're looking for from your depth pieces is you want them to be able to spot start uh, in the event of an injury or, in this case, an ejection. So, yeah, Mark and Zacha gets my player of the game because I can tell you what, it wasn't going to be any of the offensive players because nobody on <laughs> offense did anything that impressed me really outside of Mr. Kittle, who had two touchdowns returned, <laughs> um, the second of which was really impressive. He ran through an arm tackle and then just hauled ass into the end zone. But it was called back for a hold because, of course, it was. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, moving forward, it, the Bengals next week they're staying in Youngstown, Ohio, so they'll they'll they're not flying all the way back. They're not going to change time zones or anything. I think that's going to give them a little bit of a boost. Yeah, this is this is a big deal. You know, winning on the road is a big deal. Um, going into Cincinnati, you know, a, t- a game that's also winnable. Going, mm-hmm. you know, you want to be two and zero going back home to play the Steelers, and you know we'll find mm-hmm. out what the Steelers look like tonight um, after they play the uh, Patriots. But you know the the Niners, this is this is big, and uh, for Jimmy it's also big. It's more reps under his belt, even if they look sloppy. Um, he, you have to get you have to get the guy his reps. He needs to play games. Let him work these kinks out, and if the defense can carry you, um, you know you're okay. And you know we can. We can deal with the Jimmy slander and everything else that, that'll come with it. Um, it is what it is at this point. He's the starting quarterback of this team, and um, you know they're they're evaluating him every play. And um, he played okay, not great, but okay. Uh, shaky would be the best term in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know the offense, like I said, you got to get an offense. You got to get a guard in there and help keep keep him upright. It gives you guys give some more time. Um, and part, Kyle Shanahan's got to be better. Kyle's got to be better with some of these play calls. You know, I don't know why you're mm-hmm. going five wide when you're backed up on the opponent's, you know, uh, you, you know, either you're in the opponent's 10-yard line or wherever the hell it was, and, you know, you have him throw a, a, a pass to Coleman as his first, out, like, read. Like, what are you doing? That's that's stupid. Um, Kyle, you're better than that. Call. Yeah, it was, just, it was just dumb. Empty backfield, you knew Todd Bowles going to send play, pressure. You can't mm-hmm. go empty against a Todd Bowles, a Todd Bowles team. He's going to send a double A gap blitz. He's going to send, you know, extra rushers, and you ha- he's going to force the quarterback to get the ball out. And um, you know, for Jimmy and, and Kyle, they got to get on the same page. And you saw Kyle rip into him, but Kyle has to own up to his shit too. Like you got to get some of these play calls. Got to be better. Yeah, I, and and I'm okay if you if you do go empty set against a Todd Bowles defense. 
but you need to have a better first read than a five-yard hitch by the running back on the outside. Um, if you're going to run Kittle on a slant, drag something in, something real quick where all you got to do is just pop the ball over the line and get to Kittle, that's fine. But trying to get the ball all the way to the outside, because Garoppolo struggles with that throw. He, he, he doesn't lollipop it out there, but he also doesn't put it on a rope either. Um, yeah, and he's kind of always struggled with that throw, and and that you know, reared its ugly head today. A pick six is not what you want to throw, um, yeah. And especially in in a game where you're winning and you have all the momentum and and you're kind of just cruising to to a win. You don't want to give the other team life again, basically. Yeah. Um. So you know, it, it, you hate to see that. It's not. Not ideal, but shaky is a good way to put it. But the thing we did see from Garoppolo today is a little bit of everything. He yeah, threw his first yeah. interception. He threw his first touchdown. He took a sack. He scrambled. He, he scrambled and got hit after he got scrambled. Mm-hmm. Like, that was so, big. I was like, oh, is yeah. he going to get up? And he got up. I was like, yes, he's up. Yeah, so he did this all with live bullets. And, you know, he came out on the other side. The team came out relatively healthy. I think the only real major injury we've seen is is Tevin Coleman. It just came down the pipeline that he's going to be going for an MRI um, to, to see the severity of it. So, you know, we we obviously hope that it's it's nothing serious. But if it is, this is why this is why you get all these backup running backs. This is why you 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 get these guys so that if, if one of the top guys goes down, you have somebody that can roll with it. Um, if he has to get shut down for any extended period of time, I expect to see Jeff Wilson called up from the practice squad. So everybody can be happy about Jeff Wilson being on the 53 man roster. And, um, yeah, it's, but other than that, they came out relatively healthy. And and the the big one is we saw Nick Bosa healthy walking off the field at the end of the day. Cause I think he's, I think he's much more important to the team than, than Tevin Coleman is in the long run. And his health is something everybody has a microscope on. So happy to see Bosa healthy and good walking off the field. Yeah. Uh, something that uh, that I thought was funny, uh, Richard Sherman, being the Richard Sherman that he is, um, he says, the people writing me off, I hope they're writing their will because I'm coming for their neck. Uh, so Sherm is confident, which is a plus. Akello is confident, which is also another plus. Um, I like the uh, fight in this 49ers defense. We haven't seen this in a while um, from the Niners defense to fight the way they fought in this game and uh, come up big when they needed it. Um, it's uh, I'm 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 hyped, man. I you know this win put me at ease today. You know with the season, it's it's uh I know most 49ers fans are appreciating this and enjoying this win. It was definitely a must. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it when we talked with Trevor. Uh, it, it's it's tough because you, you don't want to put the the label of must-win games on two early season games like this. But I mean, that's what they are. You know, you know, it's 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 absolutely what they are. They're must-win if this team wants to make the playoffs. These are the these are the games they need to go. They come away with wins. Um, and the other thing that's nice to see is the team's relatively healthy. So Tevin Coleman, you know, it just came down the pipeline that he's got an MRI coming. Uh, on his ankle to see the severity of it, but if that's the only injury, then I'm, you know, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it because the most important person to see stay healthy, not just for, for the success of the team, but also to get people to kind of shut the hell up about it. Was yeah. Nick Bosa. 
Yeah. Bosa, he walked off the field healthy at the end of the day, and that's the, the most important player almost to walk healthy other than Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, you, you know, you, you invest all that in, in Nick and D Ford and Jimmy and, you know, Quan, and everyone came out relatively healthy. Tevin Coleman, like you said, is the only one that we, you know, we have to, a little bit of concern about. Um, but it's also the most easily replaced position in football as a running back. And no offense to Zeke or Saquon and those kind of guys, but you, you can get production out of almost any running back. Um, the, you know, this, I don't, you know, I, I got a little nervous. You know, it's just part of me being a fan with this team, and I just hope that this offense gets it together, and I hope it's not you know, something where the um, the defense has to do this every week because, you know, there's, it, that's how you start getting – you know, some negative negativity in your locker room and things like that. So you, you got to have some balance on both sides of the ball. And uh, today the Niners need the defense to step up, and I think they understand their role now. And, you know, going into next week, hopefully Jimmy has a better performance. Uh, update, most people will know this by tomorrow, but uh, Arizona Cardinals tied the Detroit Lions at 27-27. <laughs> so Rams, Niners, and, and Seahawks are 1-0, and then uh, Cardinals are 0-0 and 1. So... Uh, we have our I first time so in the NFL much. season. I love it. I'm not a Kyler Murray guy. I was definitely not on the train and not on this Cliff Kingsbury train either. So um, <laughs> I'm enjoying that that very much. Uh, I'll give them that. They did they did fight back. They were getting their ass kicked and they fought back. So I'll give them that. They were a tough, pesky team. Um, but with the Niners, you, you know, uh, I think the defense will play better next week if Quan is not ejected. Um, or suspended. I think having both your, you know, your top two linebackers out there is going to help. Um, Tavares Moore looks to have solidified that free safety spot. I do not mm-hmm. want to see Jimmy Ward at free safety ever again. <laughs> um, Tavares played very well. He had, he a, you know, he had a key pass breakup. Um, and you know, I'm going to repeat it again. Get a guard, Niners, please get a guard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, so now we, we kind of wrapped up on all the 49ers stuff. And, you know, we, we've got a good guest uh, lined up for for this week. We can talk to Joe Goodbury of the uh, Athletic Cincinnati. So it'd be fun to talk to. So let's just take a little cruise around the league here. And yeah. And won't you let me know what 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 surprised you today? What didn't surprise you today? And I'm I'm gonna kick this one off because I think the Browns are the 2018 49ers, where they had. All the hype in the world coming in, and they got served some humble pie today. Yeah, because they got smacked around by Tennessee, and Baker Mayfield did not look good. Freddie Freddie Kitchens looks like he might not be the guy for the job after one week, and it's really hard yeah. to say that. Um, but the Browns just getting smacked around, I think, was the the biggest surprise today. Yeah, I watched some of that Browns game. Um, I'll give Tennessee this: they have a good defense, and they do. Uh, their pass rush was pretty pretty good. Their cover, their corners are fairly good. Um, you know, I don't know. Odell's body language doesn't look like the Odell from New York. I don't. He seems to be like AB, where he doesn't want to be in Cleveland either. Um, and I can see that marriage not lasting long. That's just my personal take. Um, the game that was uh, game that I liked early was the Jacksonville one. Nick Foles gets hurt, and a guy that I really liked in this past draft, Gardner Minshew, he played fairly well, you know, all things considered. He didn't, you know, he didn't make many mistakes. Uh, he was accurate with the ball. Um, I thought he played fairly well. Yeah, Gardner Minshew was 22 of 25 for 275, two touchdowns and a pick. Um, I thought he played fairly well. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes is, a, is insane. What they do in Kansas City is, is, is just a bunch of cheat codes, I think, so... 
Um, <laughs> and then me and you were talking earlier. I thought I thought the Eagles struggled the first half, and I said, "Don't count them out. Don't count them out." Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. they exploded in that second half, and kind of what I thought there. Um, who did you? What else did you like this week? Um, I liked the way Buffalo fought back. Um, yeah. Buffalo was 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 their offense was non-existent in the first half. Um, they were down uh, sixteen to three. They score back-to-back touchdowns um, to to hold off the Jets. And I know it's the Jets. I know it's the Bills, but it's a road division game, and you can't take those lightly. I mean, we've seen we've seen Seattle come down to San Francisco last year and probably take that game like, yeah, we're gonna kind of cruise. We we just beat them two weeks ago. We beat them really badly. Yeah. We're gonna be fine. The road division games are no joke. So, so getting a road division win, uh, Buffalo is my is my team that I think could surprise a lot of people. Um, today there was a lot of good Josh Allen, bad Josh Allen, um, where sometimes he just kind of unloads the ball and doesn't look great, and then other times where he's just calculated and 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 patient and makes a makes a great throw. His touchdown pass at the end of the game was was awesome. Um, he put it right on the money and let let John Brown do his thing. Um, so I like that. Um, I didn't like seeing the Redskins just implode offensively <laughs> and defensively. They the whole team just kind of went into halftime up, and then just didn't come out to play the second half. And that's that's tough to see. Um, I don't know anything else stand out to you. Um, and then I thought the Falcons looked terrible today. Yeah, oh yeah, they did. They got yeah. they got punched in the mouth early and often. Um, Matt Ryan looked like shit. Julio couldn't do anything. Uh, the run game was stifled. Dalvin Cook looked great for the Vikings. Um, I don't think we really need to discuss what happened in Miami. The guys want to get traded, so I think um, I think we've we, we're seeing a you know a mutiny in, in Miami after Week One. Um, you know, typical. It's kind of what I expected of Week One: some sloppy play, some good play, some highlights, mm-hmm. some busted coverages. You know, it's just you know. Um, I didn't expect, you know, Marquise Brown to go do what he did and things like that, but uh, I thought the week, I thought week one was, you know, what it was. And, of course, we still have, what, three more games? Pittsburgh and New England tonight, and then tomorrow mm-hmm. Houston, New Orleans, and then uh, the Oakland Raiders and the um, Denver Broncos. Oakland is without Antonio Brown. Antonio is a Patriot. That was pretty entertaining to me because I do not like the Raiders and I do not like John Gruden, so... I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, um, it was entertaining to see the, the to the Raiders um, uh, to to trade a third and a fifth round pick for a guy only to cut him immediately and then um, you know have him go to the Patriots. I think which is the most predictable thing that ever could have happened. Yeah, um, I don't think anyone was surprised when the news came out that it, that the Patriots picked him up as soon as as soon as the Patriots or as soon as the Raiders released Antonio Brown I actually sent out a tweet and I said congratulations to doing the Patriots for winning the 2020 Super Bowl because that's how 100% confident I was Antonio Brown was going there and oh man that's <laughs> gonna be tough if they can get if, if he doesn't completely implode and and he can kind of pull some sort of Randy Moss stuff out who the Patriots are gonna be tough to get past again and man, I'm so sick of the Patriots in the goddamn <laughs> Super Bowl. I'm so sick of it. Um, well, it's but, only week know, one. You know, you don't yeah. win, you don't win Super Bowl in September. Anything can happen. It's true. It's true. So you know, we didn't see a whole lot of anything outside outside the box crazy. The Baltimore Miami thing. It's I don't think Baltimore is that good. I think Miami is that bad. 
Yeah. Um, Cincinnati, given given Seattle, what for, uh, was probably one of the bigger surprises. You know, outside that, it was a pretty standard week one. Mm-hmm. I think you could even go out on the limb and say that some of the biggest surprises are the 49ers intercepting three passes. Yeah, that's on because the list. Because that's, that's got to be on the list. Because obviously we've talked about it, but nationally that's going to be something that is going to stand out as, as an anomaly is, yeah. is three interceptions for the 49ers. Yeah. Um, but week one, almost in the books, man. It's in the books for the 49ers. Victory Monday as you're listening to this. Yeah. So, deep deep sigh of relief here, everybody. Yeah. We survived week one. 49ers are 1-0. And we're moving on to Cincinnati. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo is 9-2. Victory Monday and overreaction Monday because you know you're going to have your overreactions on Jimmy's yep. performance. Uh, real quick on the fourth and gold fantasy football league. Uh, everyone sucks this week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. There's only what? Let's see here. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, these scores are terrible. I know mine's terrible. Um, oh, I'm, I, I'm having a miserable fantasy week. Yeah, you know, thank you, Cam Newton, for doing absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> Def- Devontae Freeman for doing nothing. And then the Chiefs for giving you know giving up 26 points. Way to go, guys. But it's also my fault. I left Jimmy Graham on the bench, J- Jamison Crowder on the bench, and John Brown. So that's also my fault. Uh, but the rest yeah, of you guys... I want to point out one of my leagues real fast, just just so you, everyone can hear my fancy football prowess. <laughs> Deshaun Jackson, DJ Chark, and Devin Singletary are all sitting on my bench in one of the leagues. So that's only 75 points just rotting away on my bench. Don't worry about oh my it. Oh, God. Uh, well, we will... Not to mention, I didn't play Sammy Watkins against my wife this week. So really, just a, just a bad fantasy week for me, man. So that's why the Niners winning makes me happy. Yeah, it's all that's all that matters at the end of the day. Niners win. Uh, we will be back uh, later on this week with a preview for the Cincinnati game, um, and then of course follow the game up afterwards um, with a review. Um, fantasy football, football league guys, you know we did our draft. It was fun, and mm-hmm. I hope you guys all lose except for me because I want to get some <laughs> gear. Um, <laughs> to everyone else out there, you know, shoot us some messages, give us com- comments, com- you know, keep engaging. We are uh, engaging a lot more, and I'm a little more active on Twitter now. Uh, but go and give me a follow at on Twitter at Javier Vague underscore. Follow Matt at Matt Bar underscore. Follow mm-hmm. the podcast at Fourth and Gold Podcast. And then if you have iTunes, leave a review. Um, the better the review, the, the better your chances are of something happening really, really soon. <laughs> uh, we, we, we will be announcing that shortly. Um, you know, we're on to Cincinnati, as the great Bill Belichick would say. On to Cincinnati. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, ready, until, ready, to get it, ready to get it going. Until next week, we'll see you. Peace.